Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with the Double L team, Lyle and Lawson. Filling in for Mon while she is in Africa. Yeah. Actually, she will be joining us on the show this morning, live from Africa, which will be amazing with mm-hmm. a, a, an incredible testimony that she's going to be uh, sharing with, uh, um, yeah, somebody that she has been working with over there. I can't give too much away yet. Mm-hmm. Someone with a long and difficult to pronounce name. Yes. Like Pastor Dennis. <laughs> no, it's not Pastor Dennis. It's Pastor Denish. Denish. Oh, wow. And then the rest of his name is long and difficult to okay. pronounce. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Sweet. Yeah. Well, good to know. Yes. But yeah, we know this because, because this is the delayed happened. broadcast. And as always, mm. we tell you every day how to get onto the live show. You mm. simply go to faithfm.com.au, press play, or do it via the uh, an app on your phone. We use the TuneIn app. We use the free version. Um, make Faith FM one of your favorites. It's the best way to go. Simple as that. Bam. You've run got it through live your headset, radio. run it through your Bluetooth, run it through your car stereo, um, and... Uh, it will work just fine. But of course, if you're not doing any of those things and you're listening to the de- delayed broadcast, we still love you. We still care about you. We will Keep forgive listening. you. Yes, Keep we love listening. all our listeners. But, Lyle, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for date night. <laughs> yeah, the date night. Shell's in the studio, fist pumping. <laughs> <laughs> Always the best Yeah, to go out with my... <laughs> Girlfriend on a date. <laughs> Ooh, scandalous. Yes, absolutely. Leave the wife at home, take the girlfriend. <laughs> okay. My wife and my girlfriend are both the same person, but, you know. Yeah, that's a good thing. You've got to have a girlfriend and a wife. Do you? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'll give you a whole marriage seminar on it sometime. Okay, sweet. Yep. I, apparently, I need it. Yes. Being the as single. long as they're the same person, it's okay. <laughs> Clearly. Well, that is awesome, Lyle. I'm extremely grateful for the good health that I've been blessed with and the ability to cultivate such health in the gym. I recently signed up for the gym and I've just been just been smashing it, just going every day, um, training also with my uh, the pastor that I'm working under at the moment. We're just, we're just killing it. We're just making the gains. We're just getting ripped and shredded and, you know, watch out, watch out. Men's Health Seventh Day Adventist Edition because we're just we're coming for you. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. um, Lawson is living the health message, and of course, good exercise is a part of what the Bible teaches about mm. how to live a long and healthy life. Anyway, that and so much more coming up in today's show. We will interview somebody from Townsville, right on the ground where the floods are taking place. Stay tuned. Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water Memorial of the miracles He gave to thee That all the people of the earth Might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty I told Joshua to lead his people I told with Moses I will be with thee I will never leave or forsake you But set the people free Joshua spoken to his people, said, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you, and you will surely be blessed. Stacking up the rocks at the edge of the water, memorial of the miracles he gave to thee, that all the people of the earth might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty. 
At the edge of the water Memorial of the miracles He gave to thee That all the people of the earth Might remember that the hand of the Lord's mighty God still with us in this world Of trouble gives miracles every day Has he worked in your life, brother? Have you shown it in some way? Well, are you stacking up the rocks At the edge of the water Memorial of the miracles he gave to thee That all the people of the earth might remember That the hand of the Lord's mighty Stacking up the rocks rocks at the edge of the water Memorial of the miracles he gave to thee That all the people of the earth might remember That the hand of the Lord's mighty So that all the people of the earth might remember That the hand of the Lord is mighty. Welcome back, guys. That was Balsam Range with Stacking Up the Rocks here on Faith FM. And yeah, Lawson, you got a uh, our first clue for our quiz for the day. Yes, I do have the first clue for the quiz. This is a Who Am I quiz. And... And Lyle, better get ready because I'm ready. You I'm might re- get this I, I, one. I am ready to, to 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 write something down. So you better get ready to call one eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number. All right, who am I? I ordered the death of eighty five priests of the Lord. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, yep. Sorry, sir. Ah, he was the one who did it. I wrote the wrong name down. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the name down of the guy who actually did it rather than the one who ordered it. That's all right. I'll have another chance soon. But the prize is available. 1-800-324-843 is the number. And because I wrote the wrong name down, then you get double prizes double if you prize. can beat me to it. Okay, so this morning um, I've got uh, Darren Slade, uh, Pastor Darren Slade on the phone from Townsville. We've been hearing a lot about the floods up in Townsville and the devastation that has taken place. We're starting to hear that uh, those waters are starting to recede. But uh, Darren, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, Darren, I'm just wondering whether you can uh, uh, just give us a, a bit of an update there. Your situation, I take it that you're safe and okay? You wouldn't be talking to us on the phone otherwise? Yeah, that's correct. It's, it was a bit of a lottery as to where you live in Townsville, as to whether you're fine or, or whether you're sort of inundated or somewhere in between. And, um, yeah, where I am, it's uh, not too bad. We suffer from flash flooding here, but uh, nothing's coming to the house. My house is raised. So that always helps at a time like this. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's good to hear. Praise God for that and uh, prayers for everybody else who um, has not been so fortunate. Now, what's the uh, the, yeah. current, the current status of the flood there? I understand the water is starting to recede. Um, what, what are things looking like? Yeah, look, um, it, certainly the last couple of days the rain's backed off. Before that it was kind of pretty solid nine days straight um, and, or ten days and... Uh, but uh, overnight, and even now as I speak to you, it's raining. There's been some fairly solid rain right through the evening and, and some heavy showers in that. So while the flood waters were receding yesterday, I'm not sure what's going to happen this morning when we go out. We're actually 
uh, a bunch of us are going out to help a guy who had uh, about two metres of water through his house. Mm. And uh, so to yesterday afternoon, it, there was access back to the property, but uh, I'm not sure what we're going to find this morning. So a bit early for the latest weather reports to come through and, uh, and let us know exactly what the situation is. Yes, and of course, uh, up there in Queensland, you're an hour behind us, so um, it is earlier in the morning. Now, um, just a quick update on, uh, yeah, I guess um, you got out yesterday and, and uh, were able to do a bit of work. What is the town looking like? Yeah, parts of it look like they haven't been impacted at all, um, like there's just been a shower of rain go through, but other parts, uh, uh, yeah, <clears throat> like somebody's built a whole whole suburb in a river and uh that's that's the tragedy so it's it's there's quite a contrast so in the parts that aren't flooded it, it's it looks like business as usual uh traffic movement people out and about doing whatever but there are just some parts that are uh, just tragically yeah there's water everywhere there's mess and um it's, it, it's just such a town of contrast at the moment. Mm, and it's mm. those low-lying areas, of course, that uh, people are starting to get back into and, and the mud that comes with the water and uh, and the smell. And uh, it's just, yeah. And one thing that's really impacting everyone too is, is the mould. It's been humid and wet for so long, there's just mould and stench. Mm, yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess that's one, one part of it we don't actually even think about is the... Uh, is the mould issue, but that would be a, a, a really, a really, quite a health issue there. Yeah, that's correct. And even even the uh, the unit we're going to clean out this morning because the water was so high, all the sewage backed up, and so it's it's kind of left some pretty unsavoury smells uh, in in that that uh, home as well. So there's all of those kind mm, of man. complications. It just make it so hard for people. You know, you go back in to get your stuff, and it's just covered in all sorts of things. Mm. Mud's probably the, the least offensive. Now, Darren, you're in charge of a network of churches across northern Australia, uh, North Queensland, Northern Territory and so forth with um, headquarters um, office right there in conference office in Townsville. Um, yes. what's, the, what's the status of the office? Because I understand the <coughs> office and campground, etc. that's right by the river, right? It is right on the river, um, but it's on a high point. So the water came within two to three metres of the, the, our facilities there, but uh, didn't, didn't come over the banks. So we've got uh, a, a school and an office and a church and a campground right there on the river. Uh, another church in Townsville as well at West End, and uh, all of our facilities were fine. The odd water leak in the roof, but... Uh, yeah, they are untouched, mm. which has been a blessing for us. Didn't even lose utility services to the premises, but what that's done is just freed us up to be able to go and help others because we don't have any issues with our property, so we get out and, and, and give others a hand. And that was my next question. Uh, as a church, is there a coordinated effort to um, pull the members together to get out and help uh, those that are um, struggling? You mentioned you already were working with um, with with one person's property. There is there um, a wider effort taking place? Yeah, there is. It's already started. Um, <clears throat> both both the, the pastors, the two local pastors here in Townsville, have been out and about already for uh, a day or two. And, uh, and helping people, but they're also coordinating their churches this Saturday when we would normally have our services. Those service, church services have been cancelled. Folk have been asked to come to church in their work clothes 
and uh, they'll have a devotional and some instructions, and then they're going out. Mm, fantastic. Uh, it seems, yeah, it just seems a little ironic that we sit in a church singing hymns when the community is so devastated, and uh, so we we just want to get out and give people a hand in this this mm. crisis point, and um, so that's the coordinated effort this Saturday. Um, We've got some members too who have uh, been affected by the waters and uh, so we're providing them help as well. Uh, some of our school families, that's that's the, one of the persons I'm going to assist with this morning um, who's, who's just lost everything. So that's the aim, um, get out there. And we're also talking to our church members and saying, well, look, people have lost everything. What if we kind of bring in things that we don't need from home, you know, clothing and kids' toys and those kind of things, and we just make those available to the public as well. Sure, sure, yeah, fantastic. Now, um, just you know, looking at a little bit broader field, um, really appreciate the hard work that you guys are putting in there. And, and you know, it's times like this when, uh, you know, Australia really does pull together and help each other out. Um, for those of us who, who, who are farther away, what can we do in a practical way? Is there, um, is there somewhere we can donate money? Yeah, there is. So <clears throat> there's there's three things you can that that anybody can do. One is the first thing is to pray um, because your prayers are just really helpful at the moment. It's God's opening doors and and uh, just doing amazing things with with good Samaritans. And uh, there's some wonderful stories coming out here of the community spirit. I witnessed it yesterday as I was sandbagging with a bunch of random people from around Townsville. Um, beautiful. Beautiful people, incredible hearts. So keep praying because that the the Townsville folk are, are pretty resilient and they've got a great attitude in spite of the catastrophe that's going on here. The, the second thing you can do is donate, um, and uh, either donate or, or the third thing is, is if you're in a position to volunteer, you can register your interest in that too. And you can donate and register your interest in volunteering at Agra. That's that's the Saint Andrew's Church's. Um, um, emergency response arm as well as a relief arm so adri.org.au you can go there, register as a volunteer you can donate to uh, the disaster relief fund which at the moment is, is doing a whole bunch of great things up here. Now if you're not tech savvy and uh, you can't get on the internet you can always call them on 1-800-242-372 So it's 1-800 what was that number again? Yeah 1-800-242-372 Two four two three seven two. Yes, so Adria is our humanitarian arm, is the one that's just coordinating a lot of the response up here, uh, the finances and the volunteering side of it. So that's our one-stop shop, which makes it easy for people if they really want to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get those uh, details up onto our social media so they can go there and check that out. But uh, I would like to encourage all of our listeners to participate in helping out the situation in Townsville at this time. It is a uh, a terrible tragedy that struck there. It reminds me of uh, you know back in um, you know, many years ago when Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans in the United States, and of course a disaster and a magnitude that we can't even begin to imagine. But you know, tradesmen from all over the U.S. just loaded up their utes. And uh, and drove to New Orleans, and I knew some people who went from you know almost the the border with Canada, drove all the way down there, and and just spend a month just you know just just helping out random people. So this is an opportunity to be able to do that, and we want to encourage any anybody who can to uh, help out at this time. Darren, thank you so much for joining us this morning. No worries, Lyle. Thanks for calling, mate, and blessings on you and your listeners. 
That was Darren Slade from Townsville giving us an update on the situation right there. This is the Ford family with God Leads Us Along.
That was the Forbes, Forbes family with God Leads Us Along here on Faith FM. And Lawson, second clue for our quiz. All right, the I'll second the, clue I'll write the, I'll write the, for the, correct the quiz. Answer. Again, this is a Who Am I quiz, and our next clue is... I expelled the mediums and spiritists from the land. And Lyle has it correct. So, no double prizes up for grabs. But, of course, if you know who this is, again, I ordered the death of 85 priests of the Lord and I expelled the mediums and spiritists from the land. If you know who this is, give us a call, 1-800-324-843 and claim a wonderful prize. And that might be, you know, a great host of things. It might be an amazing book. It might be an amazing DVD. It might be my autograph, but probably not. <laughs> but if you want my autograph, then just give me a call. <laughs> uh, dear Lawson, what are we going to do with you? Hey, Lawson, I have some. I have some. I have some piece of news that has nothing to do with um, anything, but it's interesting <laughs> anyway. We, I'm just going to share. Here we go. So here sci- we go. Scientists in uh, the South Island of New Zealand, oh, yeah, collected some seal poo. Uh huh. Okay, and put, yep. it in, put it in the freezer, yep. as you do. Ye- yep. Okay, so put it in the freezer. Was what there, an occupation. Was, was, was there for a year, was there for a year, and then they decided to take it out of the freezer and thaw it out. Mm-hmm. When they thawed it out, guess what they found buried deep inside of it? What? A USB stick. Full of photos, and now they're looking for the owners. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, if you... <laughs> If you if you ever had a USB stick swallowed by a seal, then uh, <laughs> yeah, hit up South New Zealand <laughs> Scientists Association. <laughs> they got all of these holiday photos with no actual uh, pictures of people in them. Yeah, um, but they've got a bunch of pictures of seals. So yeah, that's interesting. It was just, it was just an awesome story. It's it pictures like, of how seals even, as well. How does that even survive part. being you know thrown overboard, sinking to the bottom of the ocean, being swallowed by a seal, going through the digestive tract, being pooped out, being frozen for a year, and it's still intact. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Bam. Technology. Am yeah. I right? Modern I want, I want technology. I find out what brand it was anyway. Okay. Let's, let's talk about st- right. real stuff. So, we have some real good news today. My favorite kind of good news. Oh, I was just saying I have three types of favorite good news. Renewable energy. Yes. And Well, two types. Renewable energy and health innovations. They're like my two favorite Okay. So, why is kinds. it? I have to ask this question. Why is it that I always get paired with greenies on Faith FM? Because it's like cool. Yeah, okay. I, because I I'm 20. You're like, what do you expect from me? <laughs> what, am agree. I just going to be like some some conservative, like, oh, yeah, you know, CO2 doesn't affect the planet. Like, we're past that, Lyle. <laughs> yeah, well, when I was 20, I was pretty much like that. I was like, yeah, cut down every tree you can, rest them into furniture. I'm a cabinet maker, you know? <laughs> That's the 80s, man. <laughs> but check this out. So, this story comes from the United States. And I actually find this, I find this hilarious. The headline for this story is state recycling rate reaches all-time high at double the national average. Amazing, right? Okay. Thanks to new, innovative, 10-cent payments on every bottle recycled. Oh, really? Oh, so, they're doing the same as what uh, we're doing here. Yeah, but like for the last however many decades that we've been doing that. The the United States has just implemented it. And no, we've been doing it for a year. For a year? No, the 10 cent? 
Okay. All right. All right. All right, all right time right. to get time debate, to get debate, hist- debate, debate time, time to get here. historical. Time. So yes. my dad, he told yes. me about a time when he was, you know, say ten years old, which is around 1973, 1974. Yes, going to a Macquarie Scorpions football game. Yes, um, in Toronto, and he would go there and he would like basically he came from a pretty poor family yes. and he'd be there with his friends and they would go around hunting for plastic bottles that they would then take to the corner store like they so they'd find a plastic bottle pick it up take it to the corner store get five ten cents for it okay i'm not as old then, as your dad bam i'm about 10 years younger than your dad yeah. but i am old enough to remember those days of recycling mm-hmm. and it, it back in the day i think it was like maybe five cents or whatever um Per bottle, but they were glass bottles, not plastic ones. We didn't really have plastic bottles back then. It was okay. glass bottles. It was glass bottles. But yeah, no, this is just like straight up the recycling. Um, apparently, in, in this is in Oregon, which makes sense because it's like one of the most greeny liberal states in, in America. Um, but in Oregon, they've started this new bottle exchange Beautiful program. State too, oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. They started this new this new bottle exchange program, um, and in 2018, it was reported that 90 percent of of its you know 90 percent of bottles sold were recycled. Oh, that's fantastic! They came back, and, that's and this awesome. is much higher than the previous year's average. In 2017, it was just 64 percent, and then in 27 uh, 2016, it was just 40 percent. I wonder how much we have reduced bottles being thrown out on the side of the road since we introduced bottle recycling here um, in, mm. in New South Wales. I uh, I know I've taken advantage of it on a number of occasions. I mean, Mon went down there and made like seventy dollars one day just recycling bottles. So it um, seven man, how many bottles is that's she, like seven hundred bottles? Had a, she had a few um, shopping trolleys full. That is awesome. Yeah, but yeah, it's they're they're just they're just stoked. Ninety percent. That's a that's a uh, sensational. That's yeah, a sensational that's an result. awesome return. And, and, what, and what it what it, what it shows is that we need to be rolling this out worldwide. Mm. Um, this is you know. We we don't need to be questioning is this going to be worthwhile or not because we have the evidence right here that this is uh, incredibly worthwhile. Mm-hmm. You know because so many of those bottles, particularly the plastic ones, just end up in the ocean. Yeah, or in landfill or, or wherever. I mean, I've been I've been in developing countries where you go, you know, you drive past the river and the river is just floating with bottles mm. that have just been everything just gets thrown in the river and all of that is going out into the ocean. And, of course, we don't do that here in Australia. We throw them into landfill, mm-hmm. but there's still a, a fair chunk of them that, you know, just it's just head out into the ocean. And who wants to put them in landfill anyway? Yeah. Just recycle them, turn them into something useful. And what this 90% of bottles actually translates to is 2 billion beverage containers. Like, that is just an astronomical <laughs> amount of, how do people in Oregon drink that much? <laughs> They're just, they're just they're just really you know Oregon's full they're, of hipsters they're, they're so it's you know they're they're um you know your, your trendy kombucha or something all, like that uh, water bottles yeah yeah let's hope def- def- definitely all water bottles we hope yeah we hope probably, we pray probably not <laughs> but again so that's an awesome piece of of renewable energy news but now we move on to my other favorite kind of news health innovations this is awesome. So, stem cell research has been a big thing over the last, you know, 15 years. They've, they've really amped it up and they're trying to, to get the most out of it. And for the first time ever, researchers have successfully transformed human stem cells into mature insulin-producing cells. 
a major breakthrough in the effort to develop a cure for type 1 diabetes. Oh, now that would be sensational. So That yeah, would be really, really fantastic. Just amazing. I mean, type 2 diabetes is... is uh, Easily curable with um, lifestyle, but type 1, that's a major problem. So, yeah, um, this comes from the UCSF um, Diabetes Center. They've, you know, they're a, a center set up to try and find a cure and combat diabetes, and they've, they've just been going hard, and they've turned to stem cell research. And, yeah, they've, they've created these cells um, that, just, that just create insulin mm. and just, like, just killing it. Um, it hasn't... Um, hasn't moved into human testing yet. This is all lab stuff so sure. so far, but it's so looking. That, you know, when you when you get a good result in the lab like like that, it's 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 usually indicative of a good result once you bring it over mm-hmm. to humans. It takes a, a few years before they decide whether it's safe enough to uh, safe enough or not to do so. But imagine if we had a cure. For type 2 diabetes, that would be just amazing. Type 1. Sorry, type 1 diabetes. Yeah. We have a cure for type 2. Yeah. Imagine if we had a cure for type 1. Type 1. And I, I, have a f- I have a fair few friends actually who are affected by diabetes. If you don't know what it is, it's an autoimmune disease that attacks insulin. Um, and insulin is the thing that regulates blood sugar. So essentially, like, if you, you know, don't eat enough sugar, then your blood sugar will drop insanely low to the point of, like, just being completely weak and and in, in, inactive and uh, the flip side of that is your blood sugar increasing to ridiculously high levels that can that can kill you um and yeah i have a, f- a few friends who are who are really affected by type 1 diabetes who inject insulin every single day mm-hmm. um who struggle with that and man a cure for those guys like that would just be it awesome. Would be amazing. It would it be would so really, really amazing. So good because it's it's a it's a huge and of course type two diabetes thing. is a uh, is a major disaster for developing countries mm. um, where diet is not regulated. You know places like Samoa that have fifty percent type two diabetes, mm-hmm. and, and of course that's in, that's purely lifestyle yeah. issue. And if if this stem cell gets re, you know rolled out, that could probably reverse. Yeah, that. maybe, so, maybe, man, be awesome. But now this is Michael Yazerski. Um, with I Believe. I believe for every drop of rain that falls a flower grows And I believe that somewhere in the darkest night a candle glows
Welcome back to Faith FM. It's Mon here, and yes, you know it. I am actually in Kenya. Would you believe I'm on the site right now at our medical clinic? We've been moving roving around the Nakuru district here in Kenya, and today we're at... Well, let me think. I think it's called Pipeline Church. I'm not sure why it's called Pipeline Church, but they have some pretty interesting names for their churches here in Africa. And we're doing our first ever interviewee. I'm here with Pastor Dennis. How are you doing, Pastor Dennis? I'm doing quite well. Pastor Dennis, you're going to have to help me out. <laughs> I don't think I can actually say your whole name. Could you introduce yourself for us? Okay, fine. I'm Pastor Dennis Otieno Ogumbe. I'm the district pastor of Lion Hill SDA. Lion Hill SDA, nice. It's a beautiful church. It's where we are right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's a really great sort of, sort of like a like a pentagon hexagon shaped church. It's very interesting layout. I'll put some pictures up on our Facebook so our listeners can hear it. Pastor Dennis, I was interested in your story because someone told me that you're actually the pastor of not one Mm -hmm. and not two, actually six churches. All right, is that true? Uh, Actually, they're numerous. (laughs) Uh, Numerous churches. Uh One Sabbath school. Okay, okay, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are they all around here? Uh, they, 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 they're a bit far, a bit far. Mm-hmm. But uh, I normally visit all of them. So is it a f- like how far is it to drive? Do you drive to these places? Um, this pl- so far, uh, I'm not driving, but I commute. Wait, 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 wait a second. You're a pastor who right. has four churches and one Sabbath school. Yeah. And you don't have a car? Oh, yes. You know, buying a car is a process. I will own one, but right now, uh, wow. I'm still commuting. That's a, what, what do you mean by commuting? <laughs> uh, uh, what I mean is that uh, I use public means. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. See, I think a lot of Australians right now are just thinking, wow, oh, yeah, how yeah, can yeah. you pastor so many churches and you have to catch public transport? That's amazing to us. Uh, anyway, this is God's work. And you know, yeah. in God's work, you, Absolutely. you, you, you have to do it uh, wherever possible, whichever means. Mm-hmm. You don't demand a lot That's because it's about serving God. Amen. And the blessings come bit by bit. And you can store up your treasures in heaven, Amen. right? Amen. Amen. Yes. So tell us and a I little. Enjoy, I enjoy doing it. Amen. And, yeah. I can because today when we started our medical clinic, you you spoke to the people first and you had a prayer. And I could see that you really had a love for doing this kind of work. So I was quite Amen. inspired. But I, I guess I did want to take you back a little bit. How did you first become a Christian? Oh, that's a wonderful story. Um, I was born in this church. Uh-huh. My parents were Seventh-day Adventists. Okay, yep, yep. So I grew up uh, a church boy. I grew up somebody who knew the Bible. But along the way, the devil snatched our father, got oh. into drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a very long time in our family, we suffered. We had a lot of... Uh, stress and stigma because uh, from class three you know in kenya here we we, we used to, we 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 had the 844 system so we call uh, we have the issue of class one to class eight so when i was at exactly at uh, class three what do you, when you say class three do you mean in school yes yeah, okay yes yes, yes okay yes, so yes. like grade three. from class three mm-hmm. or grade three right to class eight not basically, up to around uh, when I was in Form, form 3, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we never saw our father. Oh. He never communicated to us. He was very far in Mombasa, and we were back at home, country living, you know, mm-hmm, country mm-hmm. life. So we had a lot of challenges, 
a lot of challenges and at that time we suffered a lot because we would communicate to him, we would write letters and no response. Oh. So actually that life, uh, you know, gave us, uh, gave us some hard time. But along in the process, our mother helped us to understand that we had a father we can trust Amen. and that's God of heaven. And for the whole period of time, we would be praying for him to be converted, become back to the faith, to come back to the faith. We were praying to him so that he may come home. We were praying to him so that he, he, may, he may again remember the family and begin supporting us. Because by then, we would go and work for people. Mm -hmm. Me and my mom, together with my other siblings, working for people to even earn a living, get something to eat, get fees to pay. Because, you know, in our country, those days we used to pay fee. Mm -hmm. So even exams, you have to pay for the exam. Oh, so really? we, we would go work for people in their farms and then, and then get money, come and pay. So it was a hard life for us. But one thing I, I thank God is that in the whole process, there is something that developed, that we developed. We developed a life of prayer, and that enhanced our faith. So we trusted if we had any problem, our mom would at times pray and shed tears. And that would even attach us to the extent that when the prayer you know, ended, all of us were shedding tears. But we developed faith in the Lord we serve. Amen. And uh, I want to say that when I reached uh, Form 4, we saw our father for the first time. He came home. Oh, really? So, we prayed for over 10 years wow. for God to answer our prayer. Mm -hmm. So he came all the way from Mombasa back to home. And when we saw him for the first time, we were very happy. And, you know, again, the problem never ended. When he came back, we thought all would be well. He, he again began drinking there at home. So we again continued praying. I wanted my phone for, and when I was about to now join my theological studies, I went to school. I, I think I joined theological the, theological uh, class at Bugema University. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best universities here in in Africa, mm -hmm. and uh, second best in the world. Oh wow! A theological seminary. So when I joined there, when I was the first year, while I was there studying, news came from home that hey, you know what? There, your father has decided to be baptized. I say, are you serious? I say, oh, yeah, he has decided he's going to be baptized. I just knelt down and thanked God oh, and prayed. Man. Then I, the next question was, did he accept to leave alcohol? They said, he has decided. You know, for the first time, I thought it was just a mere say. Mm -hmm. But when I came back home from that particular session, when I came back home, I got him baptized, no longer drinking, and a saved Christian. Oh. That actually propelled my faith oh, as a person. And I have come to understand that uh, there is power in prayer. Yeah. And uh, as a person, I'm a preacher today. Mm -hmm. Those are some of the testimonies I have of the power of God, the far he has brought us, the far we have known how he can work. Despite at times we can spend time in prayers and we don't see something coming, coming you know, happening, mm -hmm. but we only need to be patient because in a little while, God will do something that would change and shape your destiny. Today I'm a pastor, and I'm very happy and blessed because my father is also a Christian. Oh, amen. When I go home, you see uh, him there. I see him there. Oh. I say, oh, pastor, welcome home. 
We go to church together. <laughs> I mean, God really must have worked on your faith for ten, over 10 years to be yeah. praying for your own dad. Yeah. That's that's an incredible story. Yeah. So this university that you went to to study theology, how long is a theology degree here in Africa? Oh, In Africa here, we spend uh, four years mm-hmm. studying for a degree in theology. Okay. You know, here in Kenya, we normally take uh, four years. In Uganda, they take three years. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the, the educa- educational system is different with ours. Ours mm-hmm. is 844, theirs is different. In Uganda, they take three years. Okay. But if you live here in Kenya, go to Uganda for studies, uh, they must give you another one more year uh, in order for the degree to be qualified or to be accepted here in Kenya. So okay. we go for four years. Okay, but since since you've graduated, how long ago did you graduate, by the way? Uh, actually, it's a miracle because uh, I'm, I'm studying and uh, I've been given a job. Oh, you uh, I'm in my fourth year. Oh, wow. Okay. But God, I was wondering because uh, you look so young and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are very young. Even my wife is just here. Yeah, yeah. We just she's got married. Very young. Uh, very young. Is, uh, she's pregnant, right? Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. So we're expecting our first baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I saw her holding a baby and I thought, is it their second child? But yeah, congratulations uh, uh, on no, the first baby. No, no, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. So, but you're not just a student and you're not just a pastor. You do some other stuff as well. Tell me a little bit about what you've been doing for the Lord since oh, you've been walking with Him. Okay, very good. Uh, I'm a writer personally mm-hmm. I've uh, so far written five books Wow! the first one that I began with uh, is entitled When God Speaks Something Happens actually I have a friend called Date he's, uh, he's from the US uh-huh. uh, I gave him one of the books and he's actually he has just written to me here in a little while appreciating the book to be very nice very scholarly wow. uh, I also have done the second one uh, which is, of course, for the youths, mm-hmm. youths destined for higher blessings. Uh-huh. I've also done another one uh, by the title, How to Be an Effective Preacher. Wow. Because most of the times I go preaching around, there are those who come asking, Pastor, how can I be, how can I be a preacher like you? So I told them, uh, wait in a little while, I'll be telling you, I'll be, you know. Publishing a book. <laughs> yeah, bringing a book to you. Uh-huh. to uh, give you the outline on of, on how to make it better. Mm-hmm. So I've done that, and uh, people like it. I've also done another one, which is, of course, for young couples, yep, yep. Uh, how building a sweet marriage and family. Mm-hmm. It's for young couples. Basically, it's, uh, it's like a guide for us and for those who would like also to join the club. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I, I might need I a copy of that one. <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a freebie? <laughs> oh, all right. Currently, uh, I don't have... have I've run out of copies. But oh, is that popular, some more, is it? Some more copies will be coming. Okay, so the, hang on, that's, that, hang on, you've written one, uh, When God Speaks... And then there's the last one. And the last one... Marriage, and what was the fourth one? How to be an effective Happy preacher. preacher. And then, yeah, what's the, and then the, the, the fifth one is The Blessings of a Faithful Steward. Oh, yeah, actually, you know, I normally do promote uh, stewardship. Yeah, stewardship is great. Yeah, so I came up with that to help me you know, reach out to people, help them, help me, help them understand the need of them being faithful to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why I came up with that. So st- stewardship, I guess, it's a it's a Christian concept of, yeah. of how, how managing money, man- managing yeah. God's blessings. You know, yeah. as stewards, you know, we are people who whom we've been put in charge of God's of God's creation, basically. creation. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in that book, I've outlined. Uh, what stewardship is all about, the aspects of stewardship, the principles and everything, and, yeah. and put it clear for 
the members will understand. I, th- I guess when people hear stewardship, they, they automatically they, think just money. Yeah, it's but true. really, it's anything God has blessed you with and yeah, how you take yeah. care of it. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's a good y- point. You know, when you talk about stewardship, most of the time, the reason why I decided to get down to this is because many do think of money. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, money is just one of the things that uh, we can talk about in stewardship. But health, your health, you've been given. God has yeah. given you health. You ought to be a good steward of your health. Not only that, you, you, you can talk of several aspects that uh, revolve around stewardship. You have got a family. God has given you that family to take care of. You've got, uh, you've got um, not only that, you've got neighbors. Yeah. yeah you, you've got animals, anything that God has given. You know, you ought to take care of every go- everything that God created. And that revolves around stewardship. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in reading this book as well now. I can't believe <laughs> I can't believe you've written five books. I didn't know that when we started this interview, so it's quite impressive. How long does it take to write one book? Uh, actually, I began writing when I was a first year. Okay. Uh, I had passion in in in, in writing. Mm-hmm. Actually, in my when I was in in high school, right from primary, God blessed me that uh, I did well in both. Uh, in both levels, primary and secondary. Mm-hmm. Secondary, actually, I got a B plus okay. of 70 points. And B plus, you know, is a grade. It's yeah. a good grade. It's yeah, just it next is. to A. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I, and I loved English. Eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I did well in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I, la- I, I loved writing, reading and writing. So, because of that, uh, I, just, right. I just found myself in... Uh, in, in, into writing and how it happened it was miraculous because somebody blessed me with a laptop oh. I preached somewhere and then somebody said hey pastor I would like you to come and visit me pray for my family mm-hmm. so when I went he said father as you will be praying this is your gift oh, wow. I pick, so from that time I just began writing when I reached home I said now God thank you you blessed me with this laptop and I want to put it to use mm-hmm. so I began writing that's, that's how. Uh, that's how I got it. God, God knew that you would <laughs> so be a God prolific knew, writer. God <laughs> knew that uh, 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 I had ideas, mm-hmm. but I never. Knew, uh, by that time, I was a first year. Yeah. And that's how I got it. So I just began doing my work right from there. So I've been moving. The only challenge I had is uh, logistics. How to how to eventually after writing, I took some period of time because I didn't know how to go about it, and I, I never had the cash mm-hmm. to go about it. Mm-hmm. But along the way. Uh, I've been trying to fix one, two, three things to see how things could work. And you've not only done writing and uh, and you're not only ministry. I, I suppose you're ministering to the Kenyan people in many different ways. You're, you're a preacher, you know, you're a pastor, you're a writer. Yeah. But you also mentioned that you're a presenter as well. What's this about you and TV? Okay, very good. Here in Kenya, I present a top channel Kenya. I, I've done a program entitled The Riser. And uh, even I'm on with it. Uh, normally, it comes normally here in Kenya. Uh, they normally bring it around uh, six to six thirty, mm-hmm. uh, or seven to seven thirty in the morning. So it's normally a morning program. Oh, nice. So there, actually, we do a summonet of between twenty twenty five minutes okay. every day. So it's a, s- a sermon, basically. Is it what 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 what? What actually does the show like? What happens on the show? Do you just oh, do you good. preach or do you talk about nature? Like I know it's on Hope Channel, which right, is a Christian right, channel, but right. what do you actually do on the program? So what what I do is actually is a sermonette. It's like a small, a short preaching. 
right? We 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 you know like bless people in the morning. It's a bl- morning blessing, is a short but brief sermon. It well, oh, that's like a pre- devotion. Yeah, it sounds like that. Something like devotion. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah. Wonderful. That that must be such a blessing to the people of Kenya. Amen. It's I know exactly Amen. what you mean when you say breakfast any breakfast yeah. show like yeah. this is breakfast radio, even though we're recording this about five o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so right. yeah, right. I'm familiar with the breakfast uh, okay. time slot. Okay. But yeah, I think we're gonna have to leave it there because we are running out of time and we need to let the people of Australia get back to their day. Yeah. So thank you so much for letting me interview Pastor Danish. It's been such a blessing learning about you know Amen. how you're walking with the Lord, what he's doing through you here in Kenya. So thank you for joining us. And do you want to say goodbye to Australia? Yes, goodbye. God bless you. I hope one day to be in, in Australia. Amen. If we don't meet, then heaven is home. Amen. Amen. Okay, back to you guys in the studio, Lyle and Lawson. Have a good one. This is Mon tuning in from Kenya. <laughs>
Long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. Grace that is great 